It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, maybe if I tweet them, they'll give me a lot of questions and a lot of comments. Even though it's Thursday, let me check my Twitter. Oh, couple of retweets. Oh, couple of likes. No questions. Aw. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation, this is James Kroger from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked on Rams. Man, I've had a great week. I hope you guys had an awesome week as well. It's victory week, coming off a big win off the Saints. Bears taking the day off. I'm taking over the mic today. Don't worry about Twitter. I understand. It's Thursday. I'm recording early tonight because I wanted to catch this game. The Thursday night football Dallas versus Washington game. Uh, So I can't complain. No worries there. I got plenty to talk about. I have the game on behind me, a beer in my hand, and a full sheet of Ram stats in front of my face. Heading into the weekend with my head held high and a swagger like it don't even matter. That's right, because this is victory week, and I am in a great mood. We're going to be facing the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. I can't wait for that game. I'll get into it a little bit later. But first, let's start off with some Rams news, guys. So, I tweeted earlier today via Rams podcast, but it's been all around Rams Nation online. The man, the myth, the leg, Greg Zerloin has become the NFC Special Teams Player of the Month for November. He made 11 of 12 field goal attempts and all 12 of his PATs for a total of 45 points. And beyond that, guys, this is some major stats here because he's scored 129 points through 11 games, putting him on pace to break LaDainian Tomlinson's single-season scoring record. Can you guys believe that? Our kicker is on pace to beat the single-season scoring record of LT. That's beautiful news. For those of you that have him on fantasy, I know Bear has him. I know my wife has him on fantasy. Must be nice. I don't. But if you guys picked him up, a kicker can have an impact. And Greg the Leg is having, Mr. Greg the Leg is having no signs of slowing down anytime soon. And neither is this offense, you guys. So we have a lot to look forward to there. But speaking of this offense, there's been some news, uh, some speculation by some writers and commentators about a, quote, headset gate. Come on, you guys. This article has been on ESPN. It's been a few social media write-ups about it. But essentially, a synopsis of what we're looking at here is they're saying that Sean McVay continues to talk to Jared Goff through his headset. He controls the audible situation. He's telling him what to do up until the 15-second mark. And they're saying it's kind of... You know, some people may feel it's kind of cheating in a sense because, you know, he's not allowing Jared Goff to call his own audibles and take control from the quarterback perspective. Well, I think this is just all a bunch of BS, you guys. This is making something out of nothing. First of all, there are no rules being broken. So don't call this any sort of gate. This is not a headset gate. We have the same rules that every other team in the NFL has, and we're not breaking them. And you know what? Jared Goff is a second-year quarterback with the first-year offensive-minded quarterback-minded head coach and Sean McVay. So they should be communicating. It makes me happy that they're communicating until the 15-second mark. And McVay even said that according to what he knows, it's pretty standard around the NFL, especially if you have a second-year quarterback like Jared Goff, somebody who didn't really even play too much last year. Yeah, maybe Tom Brady doesn't utilize Bill Belichick or their play caller the whole time because he's Tom Brady, but... 
it really isn't anything to write up. You know what I mean? There's been too much content about this. They're just trying to find excuses on why are the Rams succeeding so much? Why is their offense so powerful? How are they having a turnaround like compared to what they were looking at last year to what they're doing this year? I don't understand why this is even news. It's a bunch of BS if you're asking me. What defense do you know that comes to the 15-second mark and just shows the offense what they're going to be lining up with? If you're doing that... You're a crappy defense. You shouldn't be showing up with 15 seconds on the time clock, showing the offense what play you're setting up for. A lot of the times you're bouncing around and trying to change the coverage and what you're actually looking for here. So, you know, this is just really bothering me, the fact that there's so many articles around here. McVay has been addressing it in his press conferences, and so has Jared Goff. And I really think that some of Goff's answers a couple of days ago are a lot of the reasoning behind some of this continued speculation because, yeah, Goff's admitted that McVay did talk to him in the headset quite a bit. And, of course, he said that McVay will maybe only talk for five seconds. Maybe he'll talk the to- total period that he is allotted. So it, in the latest, Sean McVay came out and said, quote, to say that you're in his ear because I've seen some of the things out there, I think it's a discredit to what Jared has done. He said that after practice on Wednesday in another quote. He's doing a lot of different things at the line, and that's really a credit to him. To say that I'm in his ear the whole time, that wouldn't be the case. Basically, you're not giving Jared Goff enough credit here. What I find funny about this whole situation is some of Jared Goff's audibles. I don't know if you guys saw that clip that we posted on Rams Podcast. I think Bear retweeted it from Lockdown Rams, but essentially Jared Goff has has the best audibles I've ever heard. Tupac, Elvis, Elvis, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. I don't really think that Sean McVay's telling him to yell those things. So Goff is still making things happen, and he has plenty of time as he gets to a line to adjust to the line to adjust the play. And we've seen it happen. If you're a Rams fan and you watch these plays and see what Jared Goff's doing, you know that with 15 seconds left, he's still making adjustments. He's calling audibles. We saw it in the past two games easily. So I think that this is nothing but good for the Rams. It's the fact that McVay and Goff have such great communication, and they're so on top of this offense. You take a look at somebody like Chris Sims, who went on national radio, PFT lied, and called it unethical and cheating, saying quarterbacks should be making those pre-snap decisions on their own. Well, he is, Chris Sims. He is, but at the same time, he he's, again, a second-year quarterback. McVay also said, to my knowledge, a lot of guys operate that way. The experience that I've had, that's kind of been standard operating procedure. So I believe that Sean McVay was pulling the same stuff back on the Redskins. We saw the impact that he had on Kirk Cousins, who's currently playing behind me. I haven't actually turned around since I started recording to check the score. But Kirk Cousins essentially said that he owes Sean McVay his career. I'm trying to do no edits today, guys. I'm trying to just roll with it. So I'm not looking at the game. I want to keep the ball rolling here and keep this excitement going to help you guys get through your Friday and on to the weekend. So the last thing I want to mention about this, which is applicable to our upcoming matchup against the Arizona Cardinals, is their coach, Bruce Arians, who we all know has plenty of issues with the Rams. We shut him out previously in London, and I know he's coming after us, but he spoke on the issue. Of course, he was asked about it because the writers are trying to make this a bigger deal than it really is, which it's not a deal. And Bruce confirms it here. He says, quote, it's not the first time it's been done, that's for sure. 
When you have a young quarterback in a new system, it helps tremendously. You wish you could talk to him all the way to five seconds. So it's true, confirmed by our next opponent, that it's no big deal. Why is anybody even talking about this, you guys? I guess i got to ask myself the same question. I just want to address it and bury it. But speaking of not talking about it, I'm done. I'm not talking about it anymore. Done. So, Bear makes fun of me quite a bit. I'm a stat guy. I love the numbers. I love to see uh, how, as the season progresses, the stats get better and better for Rams Nation. I don't even want to talk about last year. And you know what? I think we should agree as a whole to stop talking about last year. We'll get into that more a little bit later. But back to the nerd alert. I'm here with some stats. I love these stats. I love the numbers. And it's great seeing a lot of these players' names next to them. So I got a few fun ones for you guys. Might as well fill you up Friday with some fun news going into the weekend. First number here is 25. Guess what? That is a passer rating from opposing quarterbacks when targeting our safety, Mr. LaMarcus Joyner. So Pro Football Focus compiled this data, and it's the second lowest mark at his position with a minimum of 19 targets. So basically, if you're starting and playing enough, uh, you're in consideration there. But he's excelling for us. He, This is a position for him. He'll stay playing uh, for a little bit, but he's an outstanding safety, and this season has proven that. So Pro Football Focus gives him the ninth highest grade for a safety in the NFL. I beg to have him a little bit higher. Uh, speaking of high numbers, Jared Goff, 8.2 passing yards per attempt he's the third best in the nfl behind deshaun watson who is out and done and then tom brady i don't he must be new i i haven't heard of him i don't know who that is uh brady's at 8.27 so goff averaged only 5.3 yards per attempt last year sorry to mention it again but one a little comparison there his 2.9 yard increase is on the pace to be the largest year to year improvement since John Brody from 1960 to 1961. I was kidding before, but I really don't know who this guy is. <laughs> so I wasn't alive. All right, when it comes to stats, you got to mention our boy AD. Hashtag pay the man. Hashtag can't wait to see you on Sunday. 62. The number of quarterback pressures, Aaron Donald, again, according to Pro Football Focus, I use them. Donald leads the NFL, even though he spent the entire summer holding out, and we all know that he didn't even play the first regular season game, so he's a game behind everybody else in the consideration of these stats, and is still winning. That's how good he is. The 62 pressures are seven more than the next interior lineman, which is Geno Atkins from the Bengals, and four more than the next defensive player, the Chargers, Joey Bosa. Boo. Donald has a team-high six catches, and that doesn't even begin to describe his impact on this entire defense. He's a threat. He's a leader on the defense, and everybody who faces him, all the coaches, all the teammates say he's the best of the best. So, pay the man. All right, guys, bear with me. I have one more stat for you. I know stats can get old after a while, unless you're a nerd like me and like to hear them, but... I'll continue to tweet these. Always hit me up at jkroger3 on Twitter. Check us out at Rams Podcast, Instagram, and Twitter. We're very engaged on Twitter, and we put up some pretty funny stuff uh, on Instagram as well. So check us out. Okay, the last stat here, and this is a big one, because we have Mr. Farrow Cooper with 29 
0.71 average yards per kickoff return, constantly putting us in a good position, Coop. Uh, this accounts for the best rate actually in the NFL. And one of those was for a touchdown. We all remember that play. He replaced Avon Austin in week six, Mr. Fumbles. Uh, and Cooper is also averaging 12.06 yards per punt return, which is ranked third. So he's killing it right now. Maybe he'll get special teams player of the month in December. Each week, uh, Cooper, a fourth-round pick out of South Carolina in 2016, seems to grow a little bit more comfortable as a returner. So I only anticipate that number to grow and him continue to have the best rate in the NFL for average yards per kickoff return. All right, guys, uh, let's move on a bit. I did see the press conference that Sean McVay and team had today. I have some funny stuff that I want to mention from it. First off, Bear and I always talk about on Rams podcast and when we get the chance on Locked On, on Locked On, uh, a lot of the celebrations going on around the league. We haven't seen too much from the Rams. Yeah, we we had a uh, Josh Reynolds Lion King <laughs> tribute this last game, but you know the Rams have been pretty serious. So I think uh, you know questions are floating around, and Todd Gurley specifically was asked about you know the, some of the lack of of celebration on the Rams side, and he basically said that the one area where they do have bad chemistry is the end zone celebrations. Gurley said he's not he's too big to be a dancing man. It's not his game. And he'll leave that to Odell, Diggs, and the boys. So I don't see Gurley out there doing any uh, running man or um, you know whatever you kids dance to these days. I don't know. That's, that's all I know is a running man. That's my go-to, that and the shopping cart. Uh, so I don't know what Gurley would do, but it'd be pretty funny to see what he, he uh, would attempt out there. But let's do some team stuff. Let's uh, get some, some group celebrations going. Another thing that he said, a tiny little diss on my boy Cooper Cup, but he said that he has a better arm than Cooper Cup, though he wouldn't be as smart with the football. So, you know, knowing McVay, knowing this offense, I would love to see a Todd Gurley pass attempt and see if he could beat Cooper Cup for the lowest quarterback or passer rating on this team. Goff previously had the lowest. Of course, he's our quarterback, but yeah, Sean Mannion had an attempt and Cooper Cup had an attempt. And, of course, Mr. Johnny Hecker, who was a quarterback in high school. So I expect Hecker to get at least one more chance at passing attempt. But, you know, girly, if you're asking for it, man, let's – if we're up against the Cardinals – Let's see that arm from Gurley. I mean, I know he's he's got the muscle, but does he have the accuracy, the timing? And like he said, he wouldn't be as smart with the football. But hey, why not? Let's let's do a Gurley dump off pass to Jared Goff. Have Jared Goff sprint one in. He's done it before. All right, let's move on. Our Friday show is going to be wrapping up soon. I do the shows a little bit less time than Bear does, but uh, should get you with about 20 minutes, you guys, and let you move on with your Friday. I hope you're excited as I am for this weekend. I hope that you're going to enjoy your weekend, enjoy yourself, and be sure to hit us up on social media when you're watching the game on Sunday so we can join you for some conversations. But... I listened to Locked On yesterday, and I don't think Bear got into too much detail about this Cardinals game. I know that he had a few uh, comments about it, but didn't get into any of the specifics. 
since I watched the presser, I wanted to update you guys as of today what's going on with the injury report slash did not practice. Doesn't necessarily mean they're injured. Typically, uh, Whitworth, uh, sometimes Sullivan, some people take the day off of practice on a Wednesday or Thursday, but it's just a rest day for some of the oldies. This is a pretty young team, but yeah, we did get some senior players, uh, more veteran players uh, in the offseason. So Mark Barron, Whitworth, Connor Barwin, Tyler Higbee, and Robert Woods didn't practice today. Barwin and Woods are expected to be out. We all know that. Uh, Barwin's suffering his broken forearm, and he's a soldier and going to be only out for a week or two. And Woods, we all know what's going on there. Uh, Barron and Whitworth were just held out to rest, like I mentioned before. Um, they were just taking it easy today. And Higby just has an illness, so he, there's no problem there. Uh, Malcolm Brown, with the ongoing knee issue, was limited. Uh, Josh Reynolds, he's got an ankle issue going on right now. Dunbar with the knee. And then Nikel Roby-Coleman, thigh, all practice in full. So that's great news. Josh Reynolds is going to be backing up. Robert Woods are fulfilling his role, even though, yeah, he had a touchdown. But, you know, Cooper Cup was able to get the ball a few more times. He had the best game of his season so far slash his career uh, in the NFL. And then we all saw Sammy Watkins with the post-game game ball and kind of a help with the interception uh, step it up this last game. So really good to see that we expect Brown, Dunbar. We're going to have some uh, backups in the running back situation along with Tavon Austin. You know, he's been getting the ball quite a bit back there. Well, not quite a bit, but um, enough to, to scare these uh, defenses we're facing. And then one of my favorite defensive players, NRC, uh, you know, with this side, it looks like he's going to be able to play this week against Arizona. The full report, which I just scrolled over to now, is saying on the Arizona side that Britton Golden, wide receiver, was limited. Uh, also, Josh Marrow. Sorry, guys, I don't. Sometimes I'm, I'm horrible with the name pronunciations here. But I don't know you. Um, they had a tight end who's out, but he's going to be playing uh, Nicholas, and then also. Curl Wynn Williams, who was also limited today. So, I have, from what I've heard, Adrian Peterson did not practice, had a neck issue. He didn't practice Wednesday either. So, don't know what sort of impact that Peterson's going to have on this game. Honestly, I'm not too worried about Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, their third string quarterback is, I'm not too concerned about him hitting Fitzgerald for the deep ball, especially against our corners. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned with Adrian Peterson because he is Adrian Peterson, but um, he didn't do much against us last time, and I don't expect him to get there either this week but of course this is a much bigger game for the Cardinals than it is for the Rams I think you know Rams Nation is all viewing this as an easier win Carson Palmer's out of course but you know we never need to go soft we we need to hit this hard every single week because we have the Philadelphia Eagles coming into town next week so we need to stay strong after beating the Saints and we need to just have be no mercy against the Arizona Cardinals. I want us to score 40 points against their 10. Yeah, I have a ch- I think they have a chance of scoring a bit on us, but I'm I'm getting us back up there to 40. I want us to get back to the uh, highest points per game in the NFL, which we were previously at for a good chunk of the season. So, with that said, let's not forget. Even though the Cardinals are without Palmer. They are still technically in the hunt for playoffs. They have a chance of hitting that wild card. So, you know, they're hungry, and this is a huge game for them. And we're on 
in their home turf. So we need to be ready, be prepared. I know we're going to be, I know McVeigh and his coaching staff is going to get us there, but you know, let's not assume a win here. Um, you know, let's assume that Arizona is going to attack us as hard as possible. And they know this team. Well, this is going to be McVeigh's first divisional game where he faces the team the second time during the season. So, uh, that'll happen later with the Seahawks. If I didn't say that correctly, I'm doing no way to today guys, but essentially it'll be the second time that McVeigh has seen an interdivisional rival uh, with his new team. So we'll see how he adjusts. How is he going to change up this offense? Are we going to give Gurley the ball for a touchdown pass? You never know. He always brings something new to the table, which makes this team so exciting. All right, you guys, I'm going to give you the rest of your Friday back. Thank you for allowing me to take over the mic on Locked on Rams today. I always enjoy being on the show. I'm on with Baird two, three times a week sometimes, and sometimes he lets me, he lets me run the show myself, so I appreciate you listening, hit me up on Twitter, let me know what you thought, and again, we just released a new episode of Rams Podcast, if you want the full hour experience, uh, please check us out, Rams Podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, hit us up on social media, we're constantly engaged on social media, and just want to keep the fan base involved with everything Rams, we love you guys, thank you so much, and until next time, Rams Nation. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football only on the Locked On Network.